0: so many great things happening in the Archdiocese of St. Paul Minneapolis.
1: It's like in the Book of Esther. God has placed each of us in this local church for a time like this. We're just all people. People of God. You know, we're all
2: human. We're all fallen. We're all sinners. I think we put on Christ, we put on love.
1: Put on Christ with us as we learn to witness in new ways, find inspiration in those around us, and look for guidance from the Holy Spirit, our Holy Mother Church, and the shepherds of our local church. Because we're on a journey. Continue this journey with us now with another episode of Practicing Catholic. Thanks for listening to the special edition of Practicing Catholic, featuring the people and the stories behind the new book, Cairn, God Moment Stories, from the folks at the Church of St. Rita and Cottage Grove. Joining us now, Alice and Rory Gilbert. Alice served on the editing team for the book and Rory serves as the parish business administrator and safe environment coordinator. Both had a story featured in the book. Welcome, so glad to have you guys here. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. So you each have a story featured in the book and both involve feeling spoken to by mm-hmm. God, but in different ways. So Rory, let's start with you. Can you tell us your story and how you experienced God speaking to you?
0: And um, my story is basically God speaking through other people. Mm-hmm. Um, he, When I was, I was working at a, a financial institution for a long time, for 18 years, got involved with um, Holy Trinity, which is in South St. Paul. Our kids were going to school there. I was on the finance council. Alice was also, she was on the school board there. Um, We also started a little scholarship fund for the school to help raise money for those that couldn't afford the full tuition. And as we got deeper and deeper into getting involved with the church, I thought, well, maybe I'd like to look into being a business administrator. Um, As I went through that process, I Did some interviews, talked to some some churches and things, and um, didn't really get a fit right away. So I was kind of going, well, I didn't really need to make a change, and happy where I'm at. I thought I'd just kind of leave it at that. And it was a couple months, maybe three months, and then I went down to the Archdiocese website and looked at their career page just to see what was going on. And um, we live in Cottage Grove, and St. Rita's was looking for a business administrator. And I Mm -hmm. thought, well maybe this is it. And then I kind of got a feeling that, you know, if you apply for this, this is going to be your, you're going to get it. And so I mentioned it to Alice and I said, you know, they're looking for administrator at St. Rita's. I'm thinking about applying. And she goes, well, why don't you go for it? And I said, well, I got a feeling I'm going to get it. So I got to make sure I'm willing to make that leap.
3: Mm-hmm. And I
0: wasn't really willing to, willing to say that I was willing to make that leap because it was kind of a little different than what I was doing. And I was safe where i was mm-hmm. um so we after that we left for um to go to my hometown in wisconsin and for a family function and then uh we went to mass just like normal on sunday and the priest there his theme of his hom- homily was when god calls you got to be willing to have the courage to go ahead and move <laughs> forward Wow! And, and then at that point i go well obviously he's talking to me <laughs> and so after church, I said, I think I'm going to go ahead and apply. And she goes, You think he was, the homily was about was speaking to you? And I said, uh, It was pretty obvious to me. So I went ahead and applied and got the first interview. It seemed to go well. They had other applicants, so I was kind of waited and then uh, got a call for a second interview. And it's a week before Christmas. They asked me to come on Christmas Eve, which happens to be my birthday as well. So I went in for a second interview and met with the trustees and met with uh, Father Rick Banker who was there at the time and again it seemed well go well as well as well and then we went to um, our family tradition is if it's your birthday you get to go out to lunch wherever you would like to go Mm -hmm. so at that time we decided to go to Ruby Tuesdays and we just barely got to sit down and Father Rick calls and he said yeah we want to offer you the job and he said um he goes, you can take some time to think it over and talk to your wife. And I said, I don't need to think it over. This is where I'm meant to be. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. And from then on, I'm still there. I've been there for nine years. In fact, my anniversary was on January 12th.
1: Wow. That's that's mm-hmm. an amazing story. And I love how you mention that idea of, like, you were safe at your other job. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's such a theme in so many people's lives of you feel safe and you feel comfortable. And then yeah. you hear that call and you're like, but no. <laughs> obviously,
0: he has other plans and that's mm-hmm. really what it wanted to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt the pull and it's a, it can be scary, but, you know, I, I wouldn't change anything. It was obviously the right thing for me.
1: Mm-hmm. And as you said, you're still in that role. Mm-hmm. If you could speak to the priest that gave the homily that inspired you to apply, yeah. what would you say?
0: Thank you, number one. Cause that's what i needed to hear mm-hmm. um and just you know encourage the priests. you know people give that positive message because you nef- just never know who you're going to reach mm-hmm. um that's it can really make an effect on people's lives
1: mm-hmm. for sure and you, yeah you never know how mm-hmm. your words will affect other people's lives you just kind of similar to you mm-hmm. trust the holy spirit and trust that god's plan knows what knows what's up yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. and Alice, I want to get to your story, too. Can you tell us your story and how you experienced God speaking
2: to you? Sure. Um, When our oldest daughter was in preschool, I took her to swim lessons that's in our local middle school pool. And frequently you bring a book along because you sit and wait for your child's Mm -hmm. turn and then watch them and then back to your book. So I had been struggling through, it's a book about St. Gemma Galgani, and it's thicker book and I think what really I was struggling with was from the age of seven on uh, her life was just one struggle after another and I remember thinking you know like she's doing what God wants her to do you know cut her a break why is this why so much hardship and just struggle and so I was reading the book and that was what was going through my mind and I just put it down. I'm like, I, this is just too intense. I can't deal with this right now. And um, my, I looked up and my daughter was standing by the side of the pool and the exercise they were doing, There, the instructors in the pool with their arms extended toward them and it was pretty obvious she wanted her to jump in her arms. Mm-hmm. And my daughter was shaking her off. She was shaking her head no from side to side and she kept doing that and then I yelled to her, I'm like, come on, honey, You know she'll catch you. It's okay, she's got you, just jump. And as soon as I did that, I heard, I would say I heard a voice, but it wasn't outside of me, it was like inside. And Mm -hmm. it was like, I knew it was in my soul. And it was a male voice. And like, I could feel the emotion um, from that voice. And the voice said to me, you're asking your daughter to jump in the arms of a complete stranger but I've been asking you to jump in my arms your entire life, and you will not." Mm -hmm. And like this, I could hear the, feel the sadness. um, And it was like shocking. It's like, what, what was that? But I knew what it was, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I knew that was Christ. And that's what he needed to do to get my attention. Um, So I looked up and she had jumped and in my story, I said, I think we both learned quite a lot about trust that day. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty pivotal moment for me that it was like, stop trying to control everything, you know, and basically it's about trust.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how long ago did that happen?
2: Like 20 years. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How have you felt that your faith life has changed after
2: that moment? I think for me, it was really a time for me to actually let go and Mm -hmm. to understand what he meant by um, be a child for him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, go about your business, do the best you can, but be ready for the pivot because he's gonna take you where he needs to take you and it may not be what you're expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think what I learned with trust, especially from that book, and then you see it also in saint faustina's book trust the process Mm -hmm. because when you read their books it doesn't make any sense why they're doing what what god wants why all of this you know trial why is this in their way and that's they're just trying to do what you ask them to do but it's trust the process Mm -hmm. he's got a reason why it has to be the way it is so just go with it Mm -hmm. and stop trying to control everything
1: yeah I love that, just that idea of letting go and let God do his
2: thing. Exactly. Did you ever finish the book about St. Gemma? I did finish it. Um, It went a lot easier when I stopped fighting myself (laughs) reading it. In fact, um, about a year or so later, we had a girl and Mm. we named her Gemma. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's so beautiful.
1: And what a story behind that name, too. Yeah. And we, I have just one more question for each of you. So let's start with Rory. How did you know this that the story that you shared was the one that you wanted to share in the book?
0: Well, it made such an impact in my life. And plus, I wanted to get across that, you know, God's not necessarily going to hit you over the head. You've got to mm-hmm. be willing to listen and yeah. be willing to walk through those doors when, they, when he makes them available to you. Mm-hmm. And I just felt this push and push and push. This is where you need to go. And... um He's going to talk to others sometimes, and mm-hmm. we got to be willing to listen and mm-hmm. be attentive to
2: that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that. And Alice, same question to you. How did you know that the story you shared was the one you wanted to share in the book?
2: I looked at, um, just thought about, you know, what was my biggest struggle in my spiritual life, and it and it was trust, and then that story came to mind. And, I mean, it was, I've never had anything like that happen again. It was just really... Um, you know, eventful for me. And I think that's what most people struggle with, Mm -hmm. is trust um, with Jesus, but also at the same time, thinking that they they need to control or I'll trust you this far, but that's it. And I think he's asking us just stop and just let me handle this, I got this. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, that's something we all struggle with. And I think we'll go a lot farther when we just learn how to just take his hand and go.
1: Right, right. We can only see so much of the picture and he can see everything. Right. Well, thank you both so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you and to hear your stories. Thank Thank you you for having us. Yes. No story about the power of parish collaboration would be complete without hearing from the pastor. Joining us now, Father Mark Joppa. Father, thank you for being here.
3: Great to be here. It's my first podcast. Very excited.
1: Well, I'm glad that we are your first experience. Um, Can you talk a little bit about when and how did your dream of publishing this book come about?
3: I read a, I think it was a Mornings with Jesus. It was a, um, you know, meditation, daily meditation. And there was one in there was written by a woman named Heidi Gall. And Mm -hmm. she talked about a time her and her husband got lost in the woods in Oregon. And they backtracked and they found a Karen, C-A-I-R-N. And then they found their way, and she said that the, or wrote that the Karen was like a, a voice of a friend, or it was it was a great encouragement. So they got on the right path, and that's what I was looking for, Mm -hmm. with my parish was greater communication, and getting to know them, and um, so this Karen seemed like uh, exactly what. And so then I went home, I looked up what the word Karen was, and. That uh, led me on to realizing that, oh, God moment stories in this Karen could be, each story could be like a rock in the Karen.
1: Mm-hmm. How long have you been at the Church of St. Rita's now?
3: So I started in June of 2020, so right during mm-hmm. COVID. A very tough time. You know, yeah. people weren't sharing about themselves and. It, um, it kind of concerned me a little bit, you know, just people coming in and out of church. If they went to church, obviously, you know, they had the mask on, you couldn't see them. So I started out with not knowing the people and I really wanted to get to know them.
1: Mhm. Yeah. And what a like wonderful time in a way to produce something like this or to like kind of idea, idea it. It's like such a time where we we're so divided and so like hands off from each other. So to have something that brings people together like this and to learn about them and, um, here are the moments where God has trusted or has revealed himself to them is such a beautiful thing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's kind of what we wanted was an opportunity to share hearts. You know, it'd be great if this book catches on like wildfire, that'd be neat. But even the concept I think of just sharing God moments. And I had a, a lunch with Ariana, one of our book team members, and you know, like, what's this book about, like who's it for, obviously for Cottage Grove parishioners primarily, but, and she didn't have a story in the book, but what she did in our talk was she shared her heart and her story, mm. so when people read this book, you know, we're a receiving culture, and this book is about receiving, but then also, hey, what's your God moment story that you can share, which I think is part of the magic of the book.
1: Right. What was it like, at the end of it all, to see and hold the book for the first time?
3: Well, yeah, it was tremendously special. Um, It was even better than I could have ever imagined. I mean, there were times in the process where (laughs) I didn't think it would ever get made. And so each time the Lord was there, giving me the right people, our book team, amazing, amazing people given us the the people to get to where we needed to be so Mm -hmm. it was tremendously special not only the stories which are people sharing their heart which was so great because then I got to know them and then they get to know each other and then the cover which is amazing and and how it's all put together the formatting and editing um yeah just so pleased
1: Mm -hmm. and being our final guest at Kind of comes with responsibilities of its own do you have an elevator speech to leave listeners with about the book and why our listeners should check it out
3: right so um and and i think i just kind of talked about that a little bit is yeah obviously this book is for um primarily for cottage grove residents or the people of st rita's and you know to help us get to know them a little bit better but i think if anybody you give this book to that they can see what a god moment is so that they can think about their own life, of God working in their life. And so everybody has a, a friend, a coworker, a family member that maybe you're estranged from, or you know not really speaking on terms with. And talking about God, let's face it, is a little awkward and kind of scary for a lot of people. And when you have 142 stories of people sharing their God moment, then it can say, oh, I know what a God moment is, and hey, you know what, I've got one too. So it's really a beautiful thing to be seen and to do the seeing, Mm -hmm. and that's what this book is about, of people sharing their hearts so that other people can see you, too.
1: Yeah, and I'll say, too, just my own little plug, I read some of the stories in the book, and I'm not a parishioner at the Church of St. Rita's, but I feel like it's definitely, just like you said, a good reflection tool to like immediately think of, like, oh, I feel like I've had stories kind of like this, or just thinking through of where have I seen God in my own life? Um, and it's so beautiful also to hear everyone else's stories as well and their experience of God. Well, Father Joppa, super quick, but I'm so glad that we were able to hear from you, the pastor of the Church of St. Rita. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today.
3: Well, thanks for having us on, it was great.
1: Yes. Listeners, you can find Karen God Moment Stories. Remember, it's spelled C-A-I-R-N at St. Rita's website. It's stritas.org or at Google Books. Again, that's SaintRita's.org. Thank you for listening. Follow us on social media at Practicing Catholic Show to see what's coming up next. Make sure to leave a review and subscribe to be the first to know when the next episode of Practicing Catholic
2: is released.